Hey, best friends. Thank you so much for chiming in to another episode of Ink Dries Podcast. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. And you're listening to the station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. If you haven't had an opportunity to donate to our podcast station, make sure that you donate today. Help keep our podcast growing and glowing If you haven't had a chance to tell your friends about Ink Draws Podcast, the number one writing podcast station, make sure that you tell them to chime in on their favorite network. Best friends, did I thank you for being here today? Well, let me do it right now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Ink Draws Podcast, the station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. Make sure that you have your pens and paper ready and get you a glass of tea. And let's get going after our sponsor's brief commercial. Hey, book lovers, are you ready to get your read on? Get your read on. Get your read on. (laughs) I don't know why I have to say that. That was so corny. So it is time for our book of the month. You ready? Get your pens ready. You got to jot this book title down. So I have to tell you just a little bit about Sherry D. Henderson. Um, She's here in Colorado. Can you imagine that? Sherry D. Henderson, right here in Colorado, has a book coming out soon and very soon. You have to get this book. It's called Black Magnolia, The Unequivocal Southern Bell. You have to get this book. Go pre-order it right now. Go pre-order it right now. Thank you so much, Sherry, for partnering with us and being our book of the month. Go order it. It's The Room carries high-quality merchandise. Our store is filled with fashion and some of the best and up-and-coming brands in the business. Get Right Brands, It's Legacy, Black Bottle. We carry dressy, casual, urban wear, accessories, and more. Visit It's The Room at www.itstheroomct.com. Or stop by It's The Room at Connecticut Post Mall, 1201 Boston Post Road, Milford, Connecticut. Brands that matter. Welcome back to another episode of Ink Drives Podcast. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. You're listening to the podcast station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. So can I tell y'all how excited I am about today's episode? Today's episode is going to be so amazing, blazing. 
And the reason why is because I have two of my greatest friends joining me. Recently, we went live to have a book discussion of the book, Who Owns the Ice House? And can I tell you, it was so amazing. And I said, you know, why stop on Instagram? We need to bring this to the podcast. And so I brought two of my friends, Dr. Mathilde Knowles and KP Carter, brilliant women. Let me just say that. Brilliant women. Uh, Dr. Mathilde Knowles is actually a transformational coach down there in South Carolina. KP Carter is an advocate for children to learn how to be better readers. She's actually also a tutor. She's been in the educational field for over 27 years. When I started this podcast or when I went live with them about this book, Who Owns the Ice House? I had no idea that we had so many similarities. Like literally, we celebrate our birthdays in the same month. I know that's not a big deal to you, but that is mash, that is like the whole potato salad to me, okay? So I didn't want to stop having this conversation just on Instagram. I wanted to bring it to the podcast. So what you'll hear today is the full raw footage of us talking about who owns the ice house. Can you tell how excited I am? Oh my goodness. Enjoy. Hello, 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 best friends. Hello, best friends. Let me go ahead and invite some people in. Hey, best friends. Hello, hello, hello. Y'all do me a favor as you're watching this. Do me a favor and share this. Share this. This is going to be an amazing, blazing topic. So make sure that you share this. Thank you so much. You know, I had to go all out for this, honey, because I love this. I'm going to go ahead and invite some people in. All right. Another request. Um, so what you do in order to share it, you look for the airplane looking thing and you just send it out like it's a message. That's how you do it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for chiming in. Y'all do me a favor and share this, share this, share this. I appreciate you. Share this. Make sure you it, you share this, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and... All right. While y'all are sharing this, I'm going to make sure that I invite my squad in order for us to go ahead and do this together. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm excited for us to do this. I'm super, super excited. So what we're doing now is go ahead and um, invite some people into this topic, invite some people into this conversation. This is going to be amazing blazing. So we don't want to... Um, let our friends miss this, okay? So I'm just going to send out a message letting people know that I am live. I am live. I am live. 
All right. Yes. Let me see. What's going on? Let me see what's going on. Okay. Hello, beautiful ladies. I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> to do this with you guys. So y'all do me a favor and share this, share this, share this. Share this yes. with your audience, y'all. All right. So we're talking about books and business, but um, hello for everyone that is joining in. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, y'all. Let me just tell y'all, I'm super just excited um, that you're here, Dr. Mathilde. Um, Hey, Pammy. Hey, my best friend just rolled up on the scene. Hey, uh, KP, I'm super excited to have all of us in one space. You don't even understand. <laughs> one space like it was just yes. this was the only way that all of us could be here at one time so um first of all before i introduce myself um i'm gonna introduce myself but then i'm also gonna pass the mic for my friends to be able to introduce themselves as well if you're here know that we're talking about this book who owns the ice house and we're literally sharing some of our thoughts on this book as well as you know just giving some tips as to things that we might have missed as entrepreneurs and we definitely don't want to i know Don deontay says what a group of fabulous group of ladies oh my goodness thank <laughs> oh, you Deontay. thank you thank you okay <laughs> Thank so you. for those of you that's joining this topic today, I am Lynette Kincaid. I'm an author and also writing coach. I am the word pusher. I push authors to write, publish, and sell with the key emphasis on selling your words. And so um, I also just wanted to just say thank everyone for being here. And I just want to pass the mic to you, KP, so you can uh, introduce yourself. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much so much coach for uh bringing us all together i'm so happy to meet dr mateel and i am kp carter the literacy whisperer my goal my goal is to energize elevate and encourage children on their way to becoming reading rock stars yeah. and i'm a lifelong educator have been in the field for over 35 years. And I write children's books. I am a parent workshop facilitator to promote reading at home. And I do literacy tutoring as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for that introduction. And if I can pass the mic to Dr. Mathilde, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, good afternoon, ladies. Can you hear me okay? Yes. yes. Okay, yes, great. Can. So nice to finally officially meet you, KC. And um, <laughs> I've heard a lot about you. And then we, of course, connected before this. And uh, we actually have a good bit in common. I, um, Lynette, I don't know if you realize this. We we have a, almost the exact same birthday. We found that out. Yes. Are you serious? That's yep. why I love both of y'all. Yes. <laughs> we have almost the exact same birthday, but I'm so glad to be here. Look forward to talking about this wonderful book. And um, I'm Dr. Yes. Teal, Teal Knowles, and I also am a, a educator. I've been an educator for more than 25 years in higher ed, and that is um, really the transformation business. And so I really dedicated my life to transformation and beyond what I do as a vice president. I'm also a transformation coach. 
I've been working with people uh, really for years, one-on-one, to help them transform some area of their lives. I like to help people get from here to here. And a lot of times people know what they want, but they don't understand the steps to get there. And there are very specific steps. And so I love helping people with those. I also am a writer and I'm a public speaker. And so I'm excited to be here talking about this book and, um, and couldn't think of a better group of women to do it with. Oh my goodness. Can we say that again? Oh my yes. goodness. Listen, I'm just tired of the whole talking to KP about the book and then talking to KP, sorry. Talking yes, to Dr. Mateo about the book. And I'm just like, you know what? We gotta do better. We gotta pull this whole thing together <laughs> where we all can talk about this book at one time and get it over with. Okay. So um I just wanna talk about um First of all, I was actually introduced this to this book for those of you have that have heard me talk about being in boot camp um, for the last what 14 I've talked about the 14 week boot camp. So here in Colorado, I'm in this program called Thrive. And so this was one of the assignments. This was the first assignment to read this book. And then at first I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this is a way to start the boot camp, you know, reading the book. But as I got into it, I really, really loved um, just being able to read this book. And they sent me this book free of charge, you know, oh, yeah. but that was one of the assignments. And as I read it, I was like, KP, oh, my God, you got to read this book. You got to read this book. And one Sunday afternoon, I was talking to Dr. Mathilde and I was like, oh, my goodness. And I kept just talking about this book and talking. To she said, hold on a second. You mean this book? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Literally. Just to be able to talk to two amazing people about this book today, y'all. I just want y'all to know, like, I'm on cloud nine right now. Um, so y'all know, when I get excited, I'm really, really excited. You yes. can tell in my face, you can tell in my voice. Like, this is a really big deal to me. So, uh, Dr. Mateo, how did you come across the book? I want to hear your whole experience of why you already had this book in your library. So I'm going to share the story, but I'm also embarrassed about part of the story. So I used to work at a different college than where I work now. And our college was involved in an opportunity with the Kaufman Foundation. And through that, we had the opportunity to have the author, <laughs> Clifton Talbert, come and speak at our college. Now, I didn't realize who we had. <laughs> I just, I, when I reflect now, it's like he was right there, like across the yes. dinner table. Yes. We all, I was part of the group that went to dinner with him afterwards. And oh I was so busy at the time that I just sort of skimmed through the book, if I'm being honest, so that I could know what to say if someone asked at dinner, like, what was your favorite part or what? And so I kind of took this book for granted. And I had the author right there. So... That's and this true. this was Clifton Tarbert that you had the ability yes. to meet. Yes. Yes. You met him before. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So and, for and those of you that's you interested in this right? particular book. Yeah. So I I wanna I wanna I want you to talk about that experience for one thing. But for those of you that's wondering what we're talking about, um, we're talking about who owns the ice house. And we're really going to let you know some of the things that we learned from this particular book, um, because it's not often that authors get together and talk about a book that's not theirs, right? 
And yes. so we're talking about who owns the Ice House. This book is by uh, Clifton Talbert and Gary Schuniger. Schuniger, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, yeah. And I promise y'all, I did pr practice because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to mess this up. I can't mess this up with two of my favorites on board with me. So, um, so you had an opportunity to meet Clifton. Um, and tell me, what did you ask questions or did you just sit back and watch everybody else? Like, what was that experience like? So I remember that he was a wonderful speaker and made a lot of poignant remarks during his presentation to faculty, staff, and students. And uh, like I said, then I went to, but because I hadn't really read the book, I had just skimmed it. <laughs> I didn't ask any questions. At the time, I have since read the book. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, yes. Um, but I just sort of let everybody else, you know, uh, ask questions from the audience. And then again, I was part of the group that went to dinner afterwards. And of course I did not ask any questions that, <laughs> during dinner because mm -hmm. God forbid someone asked me, you know, about the actual book. And so, um, but I do remember he was a delight and right. so just so friendly and so knowledgeable. Mm. And I just, you know how you just look back and you realize you wasted an opportunity. Yes, you just want to kick yourself in the butt. I, like that. I wasted just... an opportunity. And I think yeah. that was about 12 or 13 years ago. And okay. so, um, but I have since read the book and I have since, of course, realized the value of it. And it was nothing about him, nothing about the book. I, at the time when I received the book, I was just overly busy and okay. didn't have time to read a book. I think I was still really? in grad school finishing my PhD. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to read this. And so yeah. I, yeah. I regret that, but I also forgive myself because yes. you know, it, it is what it is. But yeah, yeah I've, I've met the man. I've met, <laughs> I've met the and, author. And ironically, the crazy part about this book, when I was given this book, like, seriously, I'm busy too. But I was just like, well, let me just read the first chapter. See what the first chapter is about, you know? And that was going to determine whether or not I finished the book. But when I got to the first chapter, I was like, hold on. This is something that I actually need. Like, I literally need this. So um, then that's when I gave it to KP. So KP, what did you think when I was like, you got to read this book? you got to <laughs> read this book. What did you think? I was, I was, just as you all, very busy. And I was like... I don't have time to read a book this thick. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I just don't have time. But I read the first chapter, and a week later, so there are times, let me tell you a little bit about myself. There are times when I'll do a pajama day, mm -hmm. and I'll stay in the bed all day, and I'll keep my pajamas on, and I'll just get up to eat and take care of personal things and stay in the bed. That Sunday... I read this entire book. Yeah. Wow. I didn't take any notes though, because I when I got to the end, <laughs> uh Gary uh said, Well, I hope you took notes as you were going along. <laughs> I was no, I didn't take any notes. I was just reading. It was yes. it was just so compelling mm -hmm. for me at this point in my life. So compelling. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I'm glad you did. And I I knew that you both were busy, like, but you know, listen, when you say, Lynette, I'm really busy, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I appreciate, you know, you being busy, and I'm grateful for you being busy, but I'm just like, 
Okay. And <laughs> okay, like we still can squeeze in a book, right? Um, so I'm super glad that you both had an opportunity to do it and also squeeze this into your schedule because as you know for me, it's not just about what you know, but it's about also being able to spread that with other people. Yes. So I guess I should ask you guys both, like what was like what stood out to you with this book as you started reading it and as you started getting in tune with it like what what was something that stood out to you as far as something you may need to do for your business and your writing journey like what is something that stood out to you kp i'll start with you first so i think the very first thing that stood out for me was the time period that this book takes place mm -hmm. and all of the obstacles and adversities and the reasons that his Uncle Cleve had to just go along with what everybody else was doing. Mm -hmm. If he could be an entrepreneur and be successful at what he was doing. Right. I don't have an excuse. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's what came to me first. Yes. I really don't have an excuse. I have to find a way to make some shifts in what I'm doing to be more um, on purpose and more intentional yes. in what I'm doing. Um, that's what really came to me first. If he could do it, I yes. need to take these eight lessons and, and get, get started. Yes. <laughs> yes, and 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 it's it's so funny that you said that, and and Dr. Matilda, we're gonna pass that same question to you. But when I saw who owns a heist house, and then I'm seeing all these fields, I'm like, oh God, not again. You know yeah. what I'm <laughs> um, because at at some point, you know, we stand for what we stand for, but at some point, we're over it. Like you know, it's like, do I really wanna? Do I wanna deal with this again right now? Right. Right. And so when I heard this this title I'm like do I want to even go into this again but you're absolutely right because this book was you know showing a time where um when you're talking about segregation when you're talking about still hangings and things of that nature and not really being accepted in the society um that's why I was so um I, I was it was so grateful to hear um about you know always hearing from Clifford's uncle, uh, Uncle Cleve, because it was just like this man is spitting out wisdom based on yeah. the 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 things that he was going through in the background, right? And you would think that most of the things that he was talking negatively about, it would have been about the situation of you know this this adversity, but it was literally like more so. What I got was it was more so of. We need to get ourselves together as black people. We need to do better as 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 you know, based on what we're going through. He, he Uncle Cleve was basically like, "Yes, I understand we're in a segregated town and people may not like us, but you would think that's what he would have shaped the story about most of the time." No, he's like, "Look, <laughs> I see that we're going through this, but it's it's a shame that we're spending up all our money." It's a shame that we're doing. And so that's, I mean, literally, like I can talk about this book all day. So Dr. Mathilde, 
Give us your take on what stood out to you as far as business. Um, something that was, when you read the whole book, like what is something that shaped your mindset and your thinking about business? So I, I really, uh, what KP said, it was so powerful and I, I fully agree with that and, and had that same feeling. If I had to think of an overarching thing that stayed with me is that how much you can achieve, how much you can accomplish if you truly believe in who you are. In mm -hmm. order for Uncle Cleve to do what, what KP described, he mm -hmm. had to know who he was, right. trust that, right. remain laser focused, and not really be interested at all in what other people thought about his decisions and his choices and his differences. Because as you both know from the book, that chatter and those differences didn't just come from people outside of um, his community, out of his black community. Um, excuse me, it, it, was, it wasn't just for the white people um, with all the social capital and everything. A lot of the chatter and a lot of the, the misinformation and, and fun making and opinions were from his own community. And, yes. But he yes. knew himself so well he trusted his mm. own instincts mm -hmm. so acutely that none of it mattered. <laughs> right. None mm -hmm. of it mattered. Right. And so what can right. we do if our mindset gets to that point? Correct. Yes. I, I, like, I like that you both said that. Now, it's time to go into the questions that you both sent me. So, um, Dr. Matil, I'll start with you and one of your questions. Um, do you happen to have it there with you or you, you want me to... I, I don't have it with me. Okay. So not one of the questions that you asked was, if we had a chance to uh, ask any question to uh, Clifton, what would the question be? And so I want to be able to pose that question to you, uh, Ms. KP. If you had the opportunity to ask the authors anything, what would it be? I think what I would ask him is, how did he manage to, I mean, as a young child, how did he manage to stay focused on what Uncle Cleve was telling him? Because kids, I mean, I've worked with little kids for my entire life and still work with some. Mm -hmm. They want to do what they want to do and they don't care what anybody else says. Right. That was true back in the day. It's true today. So I would ask him, how did he stay focused? Yes, yes. And you know, it's funny that you would say that because one of the things, um, and I'll ask you guys this question as well, um, because one of the things that I wanted to point out in this book is some of the things that really drew me in and one of the things that really drew me in is like it was a lot of similarities of my story versus uh Clifton's story and so when you say you know you know how can you remember that how can you focus on that but one of the similarities between me and the author was the fact that every time he spoke of his uncle Cleve it immediately took me back to my grandmother. Um, my grandmother would always say all of these amazing things. And I'm just like, you know, I was telling my husband the other day, my great grandmother told me, she says, if you would 
take one penny a day and save it or take 10 cents per day and save it, you will be rich by the time that, you know, you're an adult. And I was telling my husband that the other day because I was just like, you know, I think of all the things that my grandmother, you know, told me. And this is what reminded me so much in this particular book. One of the things that really stuck out to me as far as my finances, because in addition to getting this free book um, with the program that I'm in, um, I was also paired with uh, a financial advisor, a money coach, right? And so when I got towards the end of this book and it's telling me, it's like, hey, you know, one of the things that Uncle Cleve says is, you know, if you have two nickels, you don't have to spend both of them. That's and I was right. just like, oh, oh, my goodness. That speaks to me. That speaks to That's me. Right. And so um, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But that was one of the similarities between me and the author. Uh, because every time he spoke of Uncle Sleeve, I immediately thought about my grandmother. Like I immediately yeah. thought about all the stories that she told experiencing this but it was never the stories like uncle cleve when i when you say laser focus uncle cleve was laser focused clifton was laser focused but you know his mindset is this the fact that he understood the fact that yeah i may not have gone to school and i may not have you know learned everything that everybody else has but you know this is what i'm doing to change it um and so we'll get into that part but what are some things that you saw in the book that was similar to your life so um for me there were not many similarities okay there were not many similarities other than well yeah yeah i can I, yes there was my mother would go to work. <laughs> she was not a person to um, shirk on going to work. Mm -hmm. She did not like her job. She was at a government job for over 40 years. But my mother went to work. And she set that example for me. So that's the way I grew up, watching my mother mm -hmm. be laser focused on I'm going to work. I'm going to do this job. I have this girl child I'm going to raise. Right. And, and that's it. Right. So what is, uh, I, I got to ask you the same question, Dr. Mathilde. What are some things that, what are some similarities that maybe you can parallel your life to? Like KP, the, the similarities were not literal. I was mm -hmm. raised in a completely different type of situation. Yes. But one similarity that comes to mind is that I, I did have adults who modeled some of the characteristics that mm -hmm. Uncle Cleve um, demonstrated. And the difference is I didn't listen to a lot of them right away. <laughs> and I didn't adopt those a lot of that, I didn't take a lot of that advice until later. Mm -hmm. So unlike um, Clifton, I I was exposed, I mean, I was exposed to some good advice just like he was, but I learned some of the lessons in a harder way than he did mm -hmm. because he, he, he applied some of those lessons so early, like when he gave some of the examples when he didn't do what the rest of the crowd did. And like with finances, I had mm -hmm. good 
it, I had a, um, a couple of really good examples of how to manage your Hey, best friends. Are you still listening? Here's part two of the book discussion. But this particular book, as an entrepreneur, I feel that all small business owners need this book. I'm not selling this book. They're giving me no dollars for this book. But literally, I will say that if you are a business owner, you should invest in this book because it'll change your whole mindset. Um, and for me, um, you know, I've owned several businesses, but some of the things that I have learned was basically self-taught. And so I started out with my mindset as, okay, hustle, 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 hustle. This was mm -hmm. my business 10 years ago, right? And so um, I thought about it from the perspective of hustle, 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 hustle. But then this changes that perspective. Um, mm -hmm. This changes that whole perspective because it's like, mm -hmm. no, you need more principles than just making the money perspective. Um, he had an opportunity to see every portion of what his uncle Cleve was doing, even to the point of going to the bank. Uh, you know, he was telling the experience mm -hmm. and my grandmother was the same way. My grandmother had a bank account, but she didn't trust the banks. And so a lot of her money, she still was putting it in a jar, right? And putting it in under the bed. So I think one thing that stood out for me was the knowledge piece. That was chapter mm -hmm. four. But um, the knowledge piece, I love that because he was like, uh, he, Uncle Cleve told uh, Clifford, she, he says, mix them up, boy. You know, <laughs> basically saying, mix up the knowledge and also mix up the hard work. So don't just get caught up in the hard work. And he basically right. used the, 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 uh, uh, a great example of that. He was basically like, if you notice, like all the people that's around us, they are hardworking. But mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. One of the things that really stuck out to me with this particular chapter, y'all, and literally, y'all know I'm a crybaby. But the thing that stood out to me was when he said, fill your head up with stuff. So you won't have to mark no X. And, and that's what yes. he was saying. He was basically saying, fill your head up with stuff. That was one sentence. And then he says, so you won't have to mark, uh, he said, I'm so happy I don't have to mark me no X. And for those of you that's wondering like what that means is like back in the day, and this is the reason why I was crying, because back in the day as slaves, if you didn't know how to write your name, they were just like, okay, go ahead and mark an X. Yeah. And this stood out to me because it's like, you talked about Dr. Mathil where you had the opportunity to meet Clifford, but if you think about all the, the opportunities that we have as Americans and in school, we still have these opportunities, like the opportunity that you had to meet with this author. And it's like, you know, how many times have we taken the education factor for granted? And so, um, and, and, and if I can go a step further, because a lot of times your family is not really supportive when you say, okay, I'm going to another class. Lord Jesus, you're going to another class. <laughs> Lord Jesus, you're getting another degree, you know? And I think that it's time for us to change the mindset 
of how we think about, you know, entrepreneurship is one thing, but also changing the mindset of how we think about knowledge. You know, right. it's not just the hard work. It's not just the hustle. When you decide that you want to be an entrepreneurship, you're being that entrepreneurship because you realize that, oh, I am really a person that have the ability to change something that needs to be changed, or I'm actually solving a problem. Um, and that's one thing that I liked in the book too, where he mm -hmm. talked about the opportunities that, you know, mm -hmm. the, the opportunities that's in within the problem. But that's one of the chapters that stood out to me because, you know, it kind of validated me because I, I've gone to school forever, it seems like. And I've always taken, like every year, I'm taking some other class. I'm being certified in something else, you know. And, and you know, when you go to people and you're like, oh, I'm doing this again. Oh, again? Lord, <laughs> didn't you just take something similar last year? <laughs> and so this chapter really stood out to me because it was like my validation. It was like my, okay, it is okay to, to educate yourself. It is okay to is. continue to keep going if it's something that you know that you want out of life. So that was the chapter that stood out to me. And Dr. Mathilde, I want to know what stood out to you with, when you was reading all of this, listening to it, however you read it. What stood out to you? Oh, man. So uh, beyond what I shared in the beginning about his knowing, Uncle Cleve, knowing who he, who he was, um, let, me, let me switch over to the business part of things because you sort of touched mm -hmm. on it a moment ago. And, and Gary definitely touched on this a couple of different ways after when he summarized the different chapters. Uncle Cleve had so many of the traits that make entrepreneurs successful. And so, you know, it's, it's the little things, and you talk about this a lot, um, Lynette, it's the consistency and, you know, things like being on time, being predictable for things that are good. And, but also his, his uh, Uncle Cleve's ability to uh, recognize a problem Mm -hmm. and not get mm -hmm. caught up in a bunch of negative self-talk about why he can't solve that problem. He, he mm -hmm. was really good at identifying a problem and coming up with a solution that people yeah. would pay for. Yes. And so when he, for example, in the section of the book, when he taught himself how to repair high-end vehicles, yes. you know, he didn't, he didn't own, that was okay, KP. He, he didn't own a high-end vehicle. He didn't have a background in high-end vehicles, but he recognized that in just like his community at one point didn't have easy access to ICE, he right. realized that these individuals in the community who were affluent, owned mm -hmm. high-end vehicles, could afford to pay someone to repair them, didn't have easy mm -hmm. access to that. So he built a garage. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. At the end of the day, after working all day at the ice house, which if you, when you listen to, to when you read the book, that's grueling, exhausting work. Yes. Yes. So at the end of the day, and many entrepreneurs do this now, they, we work all day, mm -hmm. get home at crazy hours, mm -hmm. maybe eat, and then start grinding for our businesses. Yes. He, he did that after the ice house, by building a garage, by literally reading and teaching himself how to repair 
high yes. business and yes. did it. And again, didn't worry about what anybody thought, didn't nope. worry about anybody's opinion mm -hmm. of that and was successful at it. So yeah. that, that was one of the, the themes that ran through the entire book. And it's one of the mm -hmm. traits of successful entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. it's, it's this sort of sacrifice, this sort of not really worrying about, about what others say. And another yeah. quick, quick example of that is his willingness. And he kept teaching this to Clifton. And this mm -hmm. is one of the ones that made me think about myself. Um, he didn't have to have a lot of things. Right. And I've heard, I've heard people talk to entrepreneurs, and I'm going to speak specifically um, at this moment because this, this book is universal. It's about someone. Mm -hmm. African, it's about an African American entrepreneur experience, but it's universal to any entrepreneur mm -hmm. or anyone who wants to be one. But just very quickly, when he talked about you know like not having to have multiple pairs of shoes, yeah, he washed and cleaned the same you know shirt and pants or the same two pairs of pants and. And just right. mended things when they, when they were no longer, you know, um, holding together as maybe they used to. Yes, that's yes. that's where we have an opportunity to do better. And yes. I'm a member of another organization that's for African American entrepreneurs. And one of the things I heard on one, on a recent podcast is that an observation that a lot of African American entrepreneurs, as soon as they hit six figures, for example. Mm -hmm. which is not a lot of money really when building a business it sounds right. good but six figures gets eaten up with a lot of have to's and it come it, on you Teach have to us. scale yeah you scale Teach us. but that's Break when a lot of african-american entrepreneurs go and purchase a certain vehicle and purchase the bigger house and 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 and, and right. his point was in the podcast that's not when you do that <laughs> You know, and those aren't necessarily the markers of success. That's, right. That's Uncle Cleve. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. Uncle Cleve. So right. that level of sacrifice in those few examples is a massive part of what stood out to me throughout this book. Right. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about, and obviously I want you guys to chime in. Um, again, I looked at this whole book as, okay, what is it that I can do better? And so... Um, if I'm not already better, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things, um, this is the chapter, I want to say this was maybe chapter six. This was the branding chapter, right? This okay. is branding. And it says, you got to do what you tell people you're going to do. That's what Uncle Steve was saying, right? Mm -hmm. And I love this one for sure, because as, a lot of small business owners, we're happy. We puff our chest out to let people know, you know, I own a business. This is my business. But then when mess hit the fan, we also use that as an excuse. Like, well, you know, I could have gotten that out to you, but I'm also a small business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I love this chapter because I feel that it can teach entrepreneurs, you know what? Do what you say you're going to do, right? Do be who you say you're going to be. Um, one of the things that I've done since day one of opening the I Write Writing Academy is basically I wanted to be able to provide the service that I want to get, right? And right. so the branding piece, I think that's something that I'm really trying to uh, zone in on. Also, just making sure, um, and as we're talking about branding, 
lo and behold, the person that just created my website on Ink Dry's podcast, uh, Planting Our Stories. Y'all make sure y'all following her. Uh, okay. She she literally created my recent pod my recent podcast episode um, my recent podcast website. Um, so make sure that you're following Planting Our Stories if you're not already. But she created the amazing Blazing website over there at Ink Dries Podcast. I hope you guys are listening. Um, but branding is something that I think we forget because what is it that people tell us what is it that the business gurus make us feel like sometimes they make us feel like all you have to do to have a, a successful business is get online and get a lot of followers and that ain't it that's not it no nope. and, and so this book is a reminder <laughs> of everything that you've heard like it just dismisses everything that you've heard if you're the type to say you know what you know i i don't have this because you know i'm black and everything like that like this that goes out the window in this book <laughs> so that was one of the reasons that i love this book because it was just a reminder it's like you know mm -hmm. uh, for the people that's overthinkers, you know you you don't want to do it unless it's actually perfect you know that book the book actually speaks to you right um it, it, it reminds you take action educate yourself you know don't just sit up and think you know just because you've got a business now you've made it now it's time to continue to educate yourself chapter two also spoke to me and i forgot the title of this particular book but it was basically saying that in the midst this is the quote that was used and i'll give you a chance to speak on this but this the quote that they used for this chapter was with albert einstein and it says, in the midst of every crisis lies great opportunity. What does that say to y'all? Like, literally, what did y'all think when y'all saw that? <laughs> so, when, you know, that, I, that brought me even further ahead. At Near the end of the book, it talks about um, there is an endless array of problems waiting to be solved. Yes. yes. And questions yes. needing to be answered. Yes. Okay. And I have to realize that my passion is needed. Mm -hmm. My talents and abilities are needed. And this is my time. Yes. This is my time to get it done. The opportunities are out there. Mm -hmm. And it's a, I've been listening to a lot of um, conversations about mind shift mm -hmm. and your mindset. Yes. Um, it is so true because it's the way that you perceive something, the way that you look at it is what really matters. Um, a lot of times, well, I have a tendency to say, okay, I'm retired. I'm a certain age. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time for me to just go somewhere. Like they say, sit down, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> It's and not, sometimes uh, I feel like it, yeah. but I just keep getting these uh, ideas mm -hmm. and it's just God's ins inspiration for me that I can keep going. Mm -hmm. Now, can I move as fast as I used to? No, but there are things that I can do and there are ways that I can make an impact. So don't don't let Miss KP fool you, honey, because I would text Miss KP and she'd be like, I'll text you after I go swimming. 
I'll text you after I get back from working out. Honey, don't let her fool you about this whole retirement situation because, honey, she's out and active. Like, she's super active. So, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so talk about what you thought about the great opportunities, Dr. Mattel. What is your th take on, you know, in every crisis is great opportunity? So one thing from the book that comes to mind with that question is when Clifton, and I forgot how he kind of fell into this, but he, when he, it was the um, the exercise equipment company. Yes, yes, that, yes. Yeah, the so, Stairmaster. Yes. Yeah, Stairmaster, thank you. And he, he was, you know, connected to that when that company was in its infancy. Mm -hmm. And so the company kind of didn't have it together yet and they needed him. Mm -hmm. And, but also he was thrust into doing something that he'd never done before. And mm -hmm. when he went to that, um, the um, conference, thank you. Yeah. When he went yeah. to the conference and he was, um, kind of like the, the little fish in a big pond mm -hmm. um, is a mm -hmm. nice, but because he was raised the way he was raised in terms of being influenced with uncle Cleve in his, in his ear constantly in that, in that ice house and in that truck, you yeah. know, yeah. he, it didn't sway him. It, it yeah. didn't, he just sort of adopted that same laser focus. And, you know, I mean, to, for those of you who haven't read the book yet, it's almost like, imagine someone, imagine you went to something and it's a, it's a business environment where you want to, you know, pitch. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you showed up in overalls and dirty boots and everybody else has their nicest custom fit suit and they have backdrops for their business and everything. That <laughs> sounds like that was how how much yes. it stood out. But yeah. because of that that difficulty, it did make him stand out in a way that gave him grace and favor. And mm -hmm. so because he if he he showed up. He showed up. He had, he that, had run that's from the it. thing. If he that is the thing it, right there. He could have yes. walked in and turned around. Yes. And that's how right. many times have we literally done that or figuratively done that you, yes. you see the opportunity you go oh no thank you and thankfully mm -hmm. I, I have done that and had some people in my life who you know how people see something in you before you see it in yourself and right, they right, right. sort of grabbed my wrist and said come on you're coming yeah. an opportunity and it you know sometimes changed my life so that and then later when he um had this he and his wife had the scary opportunity to make a big investment and again, yes. a little fish in a big pond or so he thought. And um, I forgot what the question was, but those stood out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I want to just put this part out there. Um, this The chapter you're speaking about is in chapter five. And I absolutely love the fact that when he talked about, um, you know, having to go to uh, Fort Worth, Texas, as y'all know, that's where I'm from. And the right, funny right. thing about the base that he was talking about was my la my husband's last duty station. It's called NISJRB. And so as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh my goodness, he was right <laughs> in my hometown. Wait, this is my, wow. my husband's military base. Um, very small base, by the way. But it just lets you know, um, I like how he used this example because what he described is very accurate when it comes to the military, because you know how it goes. You have to dot your I's, cross your T's type of situation. But if he can get through it, what do you think we can do if we're not even trying to go that route, right? right. 
Right. And so that was inspiring for me to see. Uh, one of the things that I do want to say um, about this, the whole inspirational piece, because, you know, I got to find inspiration and in everything, right? <laughs> I love how Uncle Cleve says, um, daylight always follows nighttime. I love that. I think that we should always hold on to that as entrepreneurs because, honey, it gets hard as, yes, as authors, as self-published yes. authors especially. It gets hard. It gets really, really hard, you know, because it's two sides of the coin of when self-publishers are publishing. The first side is just writing the book. Is this even a good book, right? And then the second half of it is the selling part, right? And so... Somewhere in between A and, and B of either writing your book or selling your book, I feel that this is where this is needed to always remember that, you know, daylight is always going to follow nighttime. Always like, going to come. Like, don't get, you know, discouraged. Don't feel like you can't do it. And I also learned from this book is not to use outside um, things that we feel like out, uh, things that's hindering us. Don't use okay. those as stumbling blocks. Like, right, you know, right, right, right. I thought about that when he, you know, the funniest thing to me when he was um, in there washing dishes. And he, do y'all remember that? Yes. <laughs> and as he was washing dishes and you think about this, he was true to it. You know, right. he was true to it. He was like, OK, I'm washing these dishes and he letting <laughs> us know I don't want to wash dishes. This is not what I'm used to. I probably would rather be at the ice house. However, he started thinking about what Uncle Cleve was saying, mm -hmm. like, you know, that motivation from Uncle Cleve. And that's yep. pretty mm -hmm. much what led him to look for more, you know, because he was like, I'm down here washing dishes and, and no one communicates with me. No one right. speaks to right. me. Mm -hmm. I'm just here washing all of these dishes and more <laughs> dishes are piled up. And he was like, the, the thing that really got me, he's like, it's not even any windows here. <laughs> And it's just, how many times have we shown up to things and it's like, this is not what I expected at all. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, this is not what I expected. Nope. As an author, this is not what I expected. And you're like, okay, I need an extra boost of motivation. I need an extra, yeah. I mean, literally, how many of us would have walked away from that disc job? You know, like, just say, you know what? Y'all can have it. it. But he, he didn't do that. He, he nope. was still like, okay, Yes, I, I I did get a new job, but I'm still gonna put in my two week notice. You know, cause he 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 made it seem like he had to finish everything in order, in decency and in order. And I liked how yes. he presented, you know, his trials and tribulations, yeah, and his true thoughts. But he was still like, okay, I'm still gonna handle this like this. He handled mm -hmm. everything like a business owner, right? Indeed. Yes, and that's what I love about him. Even the fact of going there and you know you don't fit in, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm still here. I have one pamphlet, but I'm still gonna yes. be here. I'm still gonna <laughs> I'm still gonna show up for what I've signed up for. So I got so much motivation from reading yes. this book. So mm -hmm. much All right. So we got two minutes. Yeah. Um I just wanna do go ahead and recap who you are what you got going on, put your website, um, you know, say your website so people will know who you are and how to reach out to you. I'm going to start with you, Dr. Mathilde. Tell people what you want them to know about you, okay. how they can reach you. 
educator, transformation coach, author, public speaker. I, you can reach me on every social media platform under Mateel Speaks. So it's my first name, M-A-T-T-E-E-L Speaks. If you, uh, my website is the same, MateelSpeaks.com. What I want you to do is reach out through the link that I have uh, so it's to connect with me. And I want you to sign up for my weekly newsletter. And yeah. so even if you go sign up now, you will not have missed this week's because I, I updated every Sunday afternoon. And that's a wonderful opportunity for you to get free tips every week about how to transform some area of your life. And it's called Wing Tips. And you also, at, when you get to that same link, you can reach out to me for a free 15-minute consultation. And we can talk about how I can help you transform in some area of your life. So I'd love to talk with you one-on-one. -on -one. Z you. says she loved this. Um, I just wanted y'all to see that. She says that she loved this. Thank you so much for watching. That's my baby. Aww, so thank you so much for watching this. I appreciate you. Thank you, Z. And KP, <laughs> thank you. Take a moment for introducing, take a moment to introduce yourself, tell people where they can find you and talk about your book. Like, tell me about the book. So uh, I am an educational consultant and a children's book author of the Lizzie B. Hayes series. And I write for, because I was an educator for so many years, I know that kids in that middle area, like grades three to eight, three to three to five, really, they need really good books. So that's the age limit, the age group that I write towards. And it's historical fiction about growing up in Newark, New Jersey during the 1960s. So I write to help kids see themselves and to teach them a lesson about what was going on during an extraordinary time period in our lives. The Lizzie B. Hayes series is available on my website, kpcarterwrites.com. And uh, you can also reach out to me for tutoring for your child. I tutor children ages eight and up. And I provide parent workshops. I have a program called 10 Steps to Reading Success to help parents understand some tips and strategies to help them boost reading skills at home, whether or not your child needs remediation or whether they need enrichment. Mm -hmm. I also offer a 15-minute consultation. When you go onto my website, you can uh, sign up for that. And I also put out a biweekly newsletter to give some tips about reading, writing, and some fun things about what you can do to help your child learn to love to read. I'm at kpcarterwrites.com. And uh, that's not my handle on everything. I'm still working on that. But on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram I'm the literacy whisperer. Yeah. I am the literacy whisperer because I know what it takes to help kids learn to love to read yes. so yes yes so i just want to say again and thank you so much ladies for being here like this have made my whole entire week can i just tell y'all that like literally i don't have to go back and forth to talk to each one of you about this book anymore um but i will give you another book because honey we have to do this again i will be giving you another book title you can give me another book title um but i really love this i love this being able to talk about this um for those of you that's just chiming in and you're like what are they talking about we are talking about who owns the ice house 
uh, with Clifton, what is it, Clifton Talbert and Gary. Clifton Talbert, yeah. Yes. Gary, Gary, and, Gary yes. Yes, yes Gary, Gary, that's I don't want to say, I don't want to mispronounce <laughs> his name. This is a book for small business owners as well as aspiring authors, as well as self uh self-published authors this book is for you i promise it will change your mindset okay um the other thing that i want to share for those of you that are here didn't know i am the author of monetizing your ideas this is a book to help you get through uh um your instagram account your social media accounts how to build an actual brand um, for your business and know how to monetize it in addition to that, I'm also the author of Letters to Mom, which is a, a book that I wrote dedicated to my mom. So if you're needing some assistance with writing or selling your book, you may want to sign up for a 15-minute consultation with me at writing, writingcoachlk.com, writingcoachlk.com. Um, and if you have questions, even after this, for any one of us, Make sure that you just feel free to just inbox us. Make sure you're following first yes. because a lot of people didn't know this, but if you're not following the person that you're asking the question to, it goes to a box that we sometimes don't even have a chance to check, okay? okay. So make sure that you request to follow first um, or start following and then ask your question, okay? Um, but we are here for you and we thank you so much for being a part of this live. Ladies, thank y'all so much for talking about who owns the ice house. Yes, um, and just thank you so much. Tips. Like this is a really, I think we should do this more often because I think yes. a lot of people, you know, especially self-published authors, we talk about our books a lot, but we don't right. really come live to talk about somebody else's book, right? And how right. somebody else's book is really helping us. And exactly. so thank y'all yeah, so yeah. much for um, this time that you've taken to be here today. Uh, again, I am Lynette Kincaid, the author and also writing coach. And I look forward to having these moments with you ladies again. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, 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 best friends. Hello, best friends. Let me go ahead and invite some people in. Hey, best friends. Hello, hello, hello. Y'all do me a favor as you're watching this, do me a favor and share this. Share this. This is going to be an amazing, blazing topic. So make sure that you share this. Thank you so much. You know, I had to go all out for this, honey, because I love this. I'm going to go ahead and invite some people in. All right. And another request. Um, so what you do in order to share it, you look for the airplane looking thing and you just send it out like it's a message. That's how you do it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for chiming in. Y'all do me a favor and share this, share this, share this. I appreciate you. Share this. Make sure you, it, you share this, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and... All right. While y'all are sharing this, I'm going to make sure that I invite my squad in order for us to go ahead and do this together. 
Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Woo, honey child. Look like we made it to another episode of Ink Drives Podcast. I just want to thank you so much for just being here with me. Your support and your love of this particular station means everything to me. And just to remind you, I am Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach, and you're listening to the podcast station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. Now, let me just remind you also that you're listening to the number one writing station. So make sure that you tell your friends about us. And if you haven't had an opportunity to donate yet, make sure that you donate in order to help us to continue to grow and glow. Also, you're personally invited to the two-day writing conference right with us here in Denver, Colorado. Go to iwriteconference.com, iwriteconference.com, and grab your ticket. You don't want to miss this event March 3rd and March 4th of 2023. Make sure that you meet us in Denver, Colorado.